Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me in the same studio, it's been a long time, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I am well, my goodness, I know. It's, it's Do you remember Christophe how gallivanting <laughs> Malay. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. You've been gallivanting around the world. I like it. I, like I know. It. Let's start with you. Well, Welcome back. Let's start to with you. Europe. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's, uh, it's good to be back and uh, talk cycling a little bit. I know it took a little while since the Vuelta. A lot has happened. Oh, we'll talk there's about it. Bunch. There's um, been a bunch. And but... there's a bunch still happening. Relegations, <laughs> yeah. all sorts. Gravel worlds. There's, if, there's a lot to get through. If you thought the season was over, you are very wrong. Mm. There's still so much uh, out to play. Uh, first of all, and I need to put this here, thank you, SBS, for sending me at the last minute to the Vuelta. Thank you for supporting my idea, actually, Mike, uh, and working with me. Oh, look, it was, I had great pleasure sitting back in the studio in Melbourne watching you drink sangria, <laughs> eat um, manchego cheese, yeah, and um, roasting, roasting wear away. a sombrero <laughs> on the beach somewhere down you know, the southern coast of Spain. Yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing that so much. <laughs> all, all these are the offcuts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just the small snippets. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. It was good. And look, it worked well. And you, you, mate, you did a great job. And we got some great insights, I guess, on the ground, which is you know, what we've missed a little bit. Obviously, Kino and I were on the ground for a couple of years, or well, Kino for a long time, mm-hmm. but that was commentating. But to have someone on the ground like yourself, and we should give a special mention to JT, John uh, Trevorrow. Absolutely. And it was actually really good to work alongside our uh, good work experience kid that we got. Mm. But he's, he's such a legend. John. Yeah. John he's is still... such a, like, and I think people don't realize if you don't know John, how much of a legend he is. Well, if you don't know John, you're not a real cycling um, (laughs) aficionado in in Australia. I think that's a fair thing to say. Him and his stories, he told me all those many stories, but that story of him with Eddie Merckx at the world record, I've got the full story. I know the full story. It's bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. And actually, we'll touch on that too, of course, the... um, our the, record, the world, our record, just complete. Absolutely, but that's uh, something about a, a but it was something about a camera yeah. being smashed into Merckx's face <laughs> up in Mexico. Yeah. It's a true story. It's ridiculous. And he was there. And yeah. he was there. But anyway, uh, a lot has happened, and we can say since you and I last talked, let's let's say you didn't believe at some point that Remco could win this Vuelta. Uh, he did, but Remco went further and became world champion. We know this. But if we talk about the phenomenon that Remco has been at this back end of the season. Amazing. Yeah. It's he has now lived up and delivered for Belgian cycling fans massively. There was a there was some vision of him because as we know, you know, we know now that the backstory of Remco sort of um he was a he was on the national football team mm-hmm. in Belgium to play to play soccer. And so there's some vision of him just in the last week, post world championships, so returning from Australia. He went to Underlecht, yeah, which is a, one of the club. big Belgian teams, his club. There's a full crowd, and they are in the palm of his hand. They yeah. are chanting Remco, and he's doing the clap, and they are mimicking him. It is unbelievable. And we saw the vision of him back in Brussels as well mm-hmm. with the massive crowd there, which 
you know, um, challenged the crowd that Vingago got in Copenhagen yeah. for winning the tour. Yeah, he is he is well and truly on his way. We know he's a star. We know he's a superstar. I guess we can say that now. Yeah, I think right now we he's can. well on his way of going into that next stratosphere. So in terms of the stats, he's beating Eddie Merckx by a few days in, in pretty much a lot of different records. Yeah, he's, so, he's up there. So you're one of those that are going to keep comparing him to Merckx. <laughs> I've got a jersey that is signed with him winning the free. That is brilliant. Well up, you know. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> I nice. Don't swear here, but uh, yeah, uh, that's a collector. But uh, I, I sort of always believed in him. Yeah, I always liked the guy, uh, and I know I had many discussions with many cyclists that didn't like him uh, or didn't believe the hype. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I'm sitting. Well, there was this little here, bit of pressure about the Grand Tour, mm -hmm. you know, about him being able to deliver. Yeah, and. You know, you always get Belgian fans, I find, are very, um, they're super supportive. They follow, you know, as passionately as any other nation of fans do their, their athletes. But if they don't hit the mark, they're, they're, they're sort of, they, they're almost hypercritical, mm -hmm. I, I feel sometimes. They're like, oh, okay, he's not going to do it. Oh, he's never, no, nah, he won't win. He won't, you know, he can't, he, he's not going to be good enough ever to, you know, yeah. win a grand tour. Now he's delivered. And there was, you know, he, he'd only ridden, The, the the Giro yeah. last year. Not even fully. Not even fully. He, he didn't finish. And look, I was I was always questioning whether or not he'd deliver in that third mm -hmm. week. I, I was I was waiting for, for his wheels to fall off a bit. I, I really was. I, and I thought it was going to happen. So kudos, he proved us all yeah. wrong. And, and then and, he... And you were in Wollongong, so you saw it firsthand how successful he has yeah. been on Australian roads. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was impressive. It was a... It was a super impressive ride by him there. And look, some people said that the, the way the race unfolded in the men's particularly was a bit weird. I don't think it was weird Especially at all. Especially on the French. They played a, a weird card that was discussed a lot. In yeah, look, there was a, plenty of weird things happened, not to mention Matthew <laughs> van der Poel's yeah. um, mishap in the hotel room. I, I know it's done and dusted yeah, and it's been talked about. I want to say I actually really feel for him. Mm -hmm. What, what it was, there's was a lot of comments going back and forth and there were comments and there was this vision of Vanderpoel in his underwear chasing these two girls to their room and, you know, whatever, he pushed one of them. And apparently the reality is it was two young girls, you know, not aware of really what they were doing. They, they, they were aware of what they were doing, but the circumstances of everything. But they didn't know who he was. They didn't know who he was. They're, they're door knocking, frustrating the hell out of him. His girlfriend politely asked them to stop. They didn't. They kept going. He cracked the big time sheezes. <laughs> and, you know, it's so unfortunate. I really feel for him. And I hope I hope he comes back to Australia again and has a better experience. Because when I announced each and every rider and all the nations that morning, he came up and he smiled to the crowd and waved and everything. He wasn't, he didn't look super, super happy, but he didn't look unhappy. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had no idea at that top point what had unfolded and no one no one I believe knew it wasn't until the race started and I made the 50k trip and then I saw the tweet mm -hmm. from from someone yeah. and then the news outlet started pouring it out and then 20k later he'd withdrawn so it was a crazy you know crazy <laughs> crazy only, only cycling can give you this you know well, we talk about the Vuelta the well there Giro, was that then there was if I could just sorry we're digressing a bit off but just while we're on this topic the Dutch it was crazy. First, we had Bulka Mollema getting attacked by magpies yeah. in training. Twice? Then the seagull <laughs> attacked him after he dropped his chain in the team's <laughs> relay. Annemiek van Vluten 
has a blowout or something, splats across the road in the first 50 metres of the team's rally, literally 10 metres past where my microphone mm-hmm. was set up. And you're just like, have the Dutch really done something wrong to yeah. deserve this? <laughs> and then she wins the road race. Yeah. And brilliantly, and, and brilliantly. Yeah, and Van Dyke wins the ITT. It was like this crazy <laughs> stuff. How, how was it to have the, the Worlds back in Australia? You were there in Geelong. No. You were not? No. Okay. I, was. I, I, I was. Yeah, so I missed Geelong. I had to go to Com Games in, okay. in Delhi. And the contract I had there, they wouldn't let me hmm. not I'd... get out of it, but they wouldn't let me stay and come and go late to Delhi. So, unfortunately, I missed it. So, for me, it was actually... I loved it because I I got to work. I worked for the venue. Uh-huh. So I did all the venue announcing, which is very similar to what I do at Tour Down Under. Um, it was awesome because I had this amazing Australian audience, I've got to say, with a bit of bias, but they were respectful. They, were, they cheered every nation. Um, it was just this really good feeling and yeah. it was a good buzz. Uh, the, this, the first day one, the, the elite TTs was massive like big crowds, which you don't normally get mm-hmm. for individual time trials. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good buzz. And I think if I can just finish on the Worlds by saying massive kudos to the organisers because apparently it was one of the smallest teams ever to deliver the World okay. Championships. So to, so to Stu Taggart, uh, who's effectively the boss, and um, Sally Heading, the two people that sort of headed up the Wollongong um, group, and then, of course, Scott Sunderland, the race director, yep. Steve Peterson, the ops... I just want to say a big well done to those four people. And I'll give an extra kudos to the Catch Peloton because actually a lot of the people from the Catch Peloton actually met in real life yes. in Wollongong. That would have been tweets. a bit weird, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Was it weird Catch Peloton? <laughs> Meeting people you've interacted with for 10 or so years? Let, let us know, but uh, I think that's, that's actually brilliant they've done it. That's and, very and, cool, And they yeah. took over part of the course, they took over part of a, a corner, and I thought that was a brilliant idea. So big kudos to anyone that was on the couch. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, quickly, and I just want to go back to Remco. Mm. Where to from now for someone like Remco? Because his one is Grand Tour, his one uh, a couple of the, Mate, the, the monuments. Easy. The answer is easy. Is it and France? You, it's the, it's, it has to be the Tour de France. Not, not the Giro be. before? Do you think no. he shouldn't go to the Giro no. before? They, 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 they should take him to the Tour de France now. They should. 100%. And that and Lefebvre, you know, for all the for all the negative publicity he brings, he I imagine he will be just now going there's a business there's obviously business smarts to Lefebvre, but I think the overriding desire for the cycling fans, for the cycling media, for Belgian press as a whole and Belgian fans that that follow cycling massively they want to see Remco so for all those right reasons and I think he's ready now that he's won the Vuelta he's ready to challenge now I'm just thinking top of my head but uh, imagine because we don't know the route of the Tour de France as yet we know where he starts we know where he finishes but the route will be revealed uh, later on this month but uh, Alpe d'Huez Dutch Corner Mathieu van der Poel Remco Evenepoel imagine the chaos yeah it'd be pretty cool yeah it'd be pretty cool I mean they'd have they'd they would have to start a Belgian corner. They have to. Oh, well, maybe they have one already. It's, it's never been that big, not as big as the Dutch corner, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be pretty cool. So um, you think he should be doing the, the, the Tour de France? Oh, 100%. 100% he should be. And, and all, he's delivered. He's delivered now. And imagine Tour de France challenging to win the Tour in the World Championship colours. Yeah. Like that's, whoa. 
Yeah, absolutely. That 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 just you know, um, it's even hard to comprehend. The I don't buzz. even know if that's been done. It's probably been done with Eddie Merckx. Probably Merckx. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, it's probably yeah. It's, it's hard. Like, let us know in the couch if you, if yeah. you know any of uh, any other that could have done other than Eddie Merckx. Uh, do you think that comparison with Remco and Eddie Merckx is Warranted. really valid? Is it really valid? Is it valid? Um, oh, look, no matter what. There's Remco and and plenty of cycling fans will say no, we shouldn't compare. But there's going to be there's going to be comparisons because they're obviously you know about the greatest ever, arguably in Merckx. He's a Belgian, and the last Belgian to win the Tour was Merckx. No, 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 uh, the Tour de France. Yeah, yeah, no, no Grand Tour. Yeah, Tour yeah, de France. Yeah. So so you know they've been hanging out now for a long time, so they they will compare. They will compare. Uh, but, but no matter what, you know, I think I think we've got to celebrate these athletes. I think it's too easy to sometimes say, oh, you know, they they didn't deliver in the end. They only won two monuments. They won this. They won that. They won that. They won this. They won that. But they didn't deliver because mm-hmm. we put the expectations yeah. on what they should deliver. If Remco Evenepoel does not do much else for the rest of his career, he's delivered. He's won a Grand Tour. He's won a World Championship. He's won a monument. You know, I know, I know mm-hmm. he wants more and the sport thinks he will get more and the fans, but I think, I think the only person who decides whether he's delivered or undelivered, yeah, sure, you and I as, as, um, as critics in the sport and that have a voice, but really he's delivered. Yeah. You know? It's quite interesting in, in the last press conference he's done, um, in the Vuelta, where I was in the room, uh, and as well, there was the one just before the last day and, and the procession in Madrid, he said that okay, he's won. He knew yeah. he won on that day. Only Madrid to deliver, but he said, yeah, now I'm gonna have to really have a, a great look or a serious look at what my career will look like because I can't do both ends of the season. I can't do classics and truly challenge Grand Tours. And yeah. he said, I now need to make a decision. But where where would you say is best fitted? Oh, well, look, he can. he's proven he can do anything, pretty yeah. much. Look, he's proven. No, I, I would think he can follow the path, you know, to win the tour next, and next year, you know, or wherever it's, whether it's next year or the year after that or beyond. But that path would be um, he starts his season. He has a pretty good belt at Paris-Nice. You know, it's, it's a one-week stage race. He then builds up towards the Ardennes, which a lot of tour champions do that. That they focus on Liège, Bastogne, Liège in April. So then he has a, a mini peak in April. With the big difference that he actually can win it. Yeah, that's right. He can he can win Paris Nice. He can win Liège, and then and then you have that that small break and then a rebuild back up to the tour and a, you know a final preparation, I guess, which then includes. Something like the Dauphiné and then the tour, you know. And a lot of these teams and riders, they've 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 tweaked it, and so it works. They don't do a lot of race days anymore. You know, I think Froome, one of his tour wins, he went in with like eighteen race days before, yeah. mm-hmm. or something. You know, it wasn't a lot. You know, whereas years ago it was thirty or forty, and then they'd wonder why they're a bit tired. So now they've tweaked it. You know, and they they it's all built in the training. So I think Remco can still have a bit of the pies that he wants, and then once he wins the tour, you know, or if he wins the tour. No, I, like the, I like the positivity. Yeah, uh, <laughs> once he wins the tour, I know. Now I'm sort of getting ahead of myself. Um, but you know, then he then they say, okay, if you win the tour and you come out good, then we look at 
the end of the season, which is maybe a Lombardia or, you know, who knows. Mm, okay. Obviously, he skipped it because he's just got married. Yeah. He's had a big year, hasn't he? Well, he said it actually at the end of the, in his the, press conference. The Vuelta, The yeah. Vuelta, he said, yeah, oh, I've done this, I've done this, the world, and then I'm getting married in the winter. Yeah. So, well, no, busy, don't busy mess around. <laughs> Mate, spread it out over a few years. Uh, do you know what was nice, and then we'll finish on the, on the Remco bandwagon as well, is, is when I chatted to his mum and dad. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, that. That was, it took an incredible effort to actually uh, try to get them to mm. talk to me. Mm. Uh, but I think after 20 minutes of talking, they decided, uh, okay, we better talk to this guy, otherwise yeah. he's not going to, yeah. I've done my job. Not, but, yeah. uh, but it was, Nice and lovely to see the parents yeah. there to 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 um, to see to see him succeed. But on the day of Madrid, uh, it took probably something like two hours for his mom to give him a hug, because after the race he had all his interviews and this. And he was and, straight in. And, the... and what was yeah, what was quite interesting to and I know we it's a long time, but I haven't had time to talk about it. Yeah, the the level of uh, uh, intimacy with the team. Uh, he was really celebrating this as a team, mm. as the, the so-called Wolfpack, before he was hugging his parents. He was all with, yeah, the, team, wow. all with the guys. All. Yeah, because normally in those scenarios, we saw it when Bernal won the tour. He had his parents in yeah. the green room yeah. and, and his fiance. And you see that with a lot of a lot mm. of the riders. Uh, at this, like, the, the parents were outside and they, they and it's almost they didn't want to sort of... Well, maybe, yeah. And uh, maybe they've said, in. we yeah. want you to have that moment and then we'll have our moment with you. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice to yeah, see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's... Um, um, no, he, he's and, and he's a superstar. So one more question about Belgium cycling. Mm. Uh, how do you think uh, Van Aert is feeling today, on or straight after the Worlds? Because he, he was the golden boy, uh, or he probably still is the golden oh, boy. Look, he's the wonder. There's but- a tiny bit. There's a tiny bit of Van Aert, you know, wanting he wanted the rainbows. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but and and that that that's just competitive rivalry, friendly rivalry, even between not sure compatriots. Friendly, I'm not sure it's that friendly. But well, <laughs> I wonder. You know, I want look. They ride on different teams. They ride for the same team at the worlds. Obviously, yeah. riding for your nation. Oh no, he'll he'll get his chance. But look, at the end of the day, he got pipped at the posts uh, by. By Matthews, yeah, for, exactly. for the so for he's not, medal, he's not on the podium. Yeah, by by two of the guys, um, Laporte, Laporte, yeah. So he actually, didn't make that, the podium. that podium. Let's rephrase that man's podium was. I didn't really like the the order, but for me, Remco is one of the. I, I was a fan for a long time. Yep. Laporte second, Matthews third. Yeah, you so, got what you wanted. Yeah, no problem. Happy. I yeah, wasn't yeah. there, but I got what I wanted. So. I mean, yeah, that was bonkers. That that final five kilometers was bonkers. Michael Matthews was not going to get a medal. Yeah. There was zero chance. <laughs> and somehow, I think when he crossed the line, I'm not sure he even realised. I haven't had a chance to ask him or have seen anything, quotes from him. But, yeah, it was a crazy race. It was it was yeah. delivered big time. Absolutely. Okay. A lot of cycling has happened since then as well. Uh, there's been a lot of cycling, including on SBS Paris Tour. Arnaud Desmar won Paris Tour. Yeah. Uh, that's his race. Like he's, he's won it uh, several times and, and he was the outright favourite. Uh, anything else you want to that, that caught up your, your attention in the oh, last few weeks? There's, there's a bunch of stuff. Obviously, well, we just had the final monument, Lombardia. Yep. Pogacar delivered once again. Do, do you think he saved his year by winning this monument or not? No, no. He's had a great year. Second at the tour. Everyone, like it's, it goes back, and this is a, yep. it's a good question because it goes back to what I was saying about Remco. And, and we say, oh, or, you know, we go, oh, he's under-delivered because he was expected to do this. You know who I'm going to take about face on? And I've said this, and I think Kino, I'm, I'm throwing Kino under the bus here with me, that Mikel Lander has under-delivered. Mikel Lander yeah. has under-delivered, according to us. But Mikel Lander finished third in Lombardia. Yeah. 
he had his highest, one of his highest placings in a grand tour this year at the Giro, was it? Or was it last year? I'm mixed up. Miguel Lander, in his own career, has delivered. And the guy, because he doesn't win a grand tour or doesn't win a monument, we say he's underdelivered. I mean, we're pretty critical, aren't we, of some of these athletes at times? I still don't like him. I, I don't like him. I'm putting it out there. I don't like him. <laughs> Why don't you like him? He's Spaniard. You've, got to like, you've just spent five weeks in Spain. You've got to love him. I like Enric Mas. Let's yeah, talk about okay, Enric Mas. Okay. Enric Mas had a brilliant end of the season. He's had a great end of season Honestly. too. Second, beaten in the sprint by Pogacar. Um, and Lander third. So, but but Lombardia delivered. It's, yeah, for uh, me, it's the... I've got this thing about Lombardia though. For me, it's the fifth least celebrated one for me. Mm-hmm. This is for me, I'm saying. So for me, and in no particular order, but certainly Roubaix, Flanders, Milan, San Remo, and then you've got uh, Lombardia and Liège. Did I say Liège yeah, already? And, yeah, yeah, no, but you also have Ecnus Blood somewhere, somewhere. No, that's not a monument. No, but of the five yeah, monuments. Uh, five monuments. Yeah, okay, of sorry. the five monuments. Um, Lombardia, for whatever reason... For me, it's the lesser of the five. Is it because it's at the end of the year? Yeah, maybe. I don't, like, where, where does, how do you feel about it? I like Lombardia, one, because it's actually run on a Saturday as well. Uh, which <laughs> no, but it, <laughs> Pretty simple, how, the way you find it, it uh, attractive. I'm easy to yeah, be, it's uh, on a Saturday. Yep. <laughs> I'm easy to be pleased. At least I can sleep in on a Sunday morning. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, no, but it's got a different vibe. It's actually, it's, it's funny, but as Is a Is Milan San Remo bigger? Because, like, of the two Italian monuments? I would say so. I would say Milan yeah, San Remo yeah. is bigger. For me, but yeah. For me, yeah, for me, those those are... And I, I go back to my childhood. Mm. Uh, they were the races I was watching on Saturday afternoon and not Sunday afternoon. And when you're a child, it was different because in front you at school in a Saturday morning. So ah. you just go to school on Saturday morning, go home, lunch. And then you're like, then, awesome, i got three hours of Lombardia. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So there's, there's a little thing about me that I like. About. I had to explain my Saturday. Uh, yeah, that, that fair <laughs> um, call. But yeah, let's go back to Enric Mas. Enric yeah. Mas second at Lombardia. Who would have thought? Yeah, Henry exactly. And, and you know, Vingago were there. All, all the, all the, you know, the Tour de France champ from this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stars were there, and Mas and Mas was arguably the stronger at the end. Yep. He just couldn't drop Pogacar, and he knew he knew really he was going to be slower in the sprint. He did nothing wrong either in the sprint. I thought he timed it right, but. The pog was just better, um, but no, he is really delivered, and he's delivered. I imagine for Movistar because they were in the relegation zone. Yep, and they are they're they're now well above it. He del- because he delivered at the Vuelta mm-hmm. with a result, and then he delivered uh, in Lombardia. Yeah, um, and that's pushed them up. Very very good uh, segue, mm. uh, my friend, because uh, now the talk of the town is all about the relegation. It's about the classification. Yep. Uh, there are some teams are looking so doomed. It's well, so sad to see. Lotus well, Sudal yeah. For so once. according to uh, well many news outlets, but let's give a bit of kudos to Sporza, basically our cousins, if you like, for yep. Belgian TV who, who who run all the show all the cycling season. Um, they have basically said, come out and said. Lotto will be relegated. They will be relegated. It's done. They've effectively, Lotto have almost given up. But, mm-hmm. but, so Lotto are ranked 19th, right? Yeah. 18th is Team Arkea Samsink. Yeah. So they are going to get themselves up into the World Tour. Bike Exchange at 17th. So they have survived. Mm-hmm. So our very own Australian team, we're all happy about that. However, Lotto have just sent a squad to Langkawi 
mm-hmm. which is the tour of Malaysia. It's called Tour to Langkawi, but it is a national tour. Hasn't been on for a few years because of COVID. Normally, it's in February. So they've been given a October time slot. I think it starts today. Guess who's on the start list? I don't know, but surprise me. None other Everybody. than Thomas <laughs> Tegent. Yeah. Thomas the Tank and Jared Drizners, the young Aussie, who I think rode the Vuelta as well. Mm-hmm. So whether or not they're chasing some last-minute points, and I've heard there's like five or so World Tour teams that have gone there because of that reason, that they're chasing last-minute points. What, what's, your, what's your personal take on this relegation system? And there was a lot of debate about UCI. They should now increase from 18 to 20 teams yeah. in World Tour, and we would avoid this problem. And so on. What's, what's your take on this? Okay, so my take initially was, yeah, cool. Why not have it like a, like football, like like EPL, like these football leagues around the world that have it. Then I've read a bit more into it. I've looked a bit more into it. I've listened here and there, and then you hear you hear the UCI saying, "Well, they've known for three years. You know, they're all jumping up and down now. The teams that are in the relegation zone, but they've known for three years." And you go, "Okay, fair enough." Then I read today. Actually, I read a second part article. And it was more a letter, an open letter from Jonathan Volders, um, the team owner of EF Easy Post, is it? Education First. And he, and I, I've, I've never always agreed with plenty of things that he said. This article was pretty interesting. And he, he said a couple of key things, pretty big article. But one thing he said is, how can it be relevant when you've got, and here's an example, right? A stage win at the Tour de France, let's say, and this isn't correct, but let's mm-hmm. say it gives you 100 points for argument's sake. Stage win at the Tour de France gives you 100 points. There's a random 1.1 race going on that also gives you 100 points yeah. that a lot of World Tour teams will not be at. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that's equal, fair and equal. And then the other side of it is, amongst other things, and this isn't necessarily what Volt has said, he, he sort of said it in certain way but this is more my words you know you get relegated a team of a, a budget potentially of 15 million euros that's what Orica, uh, yeah. Orica, Team Green Edge yeah. Bike Exchange Jayco um, under their numerous names they're effectively running on a 15 to 20 million euros a year they almost got relegated what happens then? Yeah. Does Jerry Ryan say well I'm, move, I'm stepping away because mm-hmm. guys the big reason I'm in is the Tour de France. Yeah. And, you know, amongst other things, a lot of these sponsors start to pull out because their team's not in. So then that money's gone. So and are the UCI going to prop up this team, yeah. give them a chance mm-hmm. to get back into the World Tour? They're not. Why aren't they? Because they don't have the money. So it's okay. It's all fair and well in, say, football where there's millions and millions of dollars exist in, in TV rights, yep. deals, all this. That does not exist in cycling. So I'm against it. Yeah, I'm against it. And uh, Jonathan Vorder's article, and if you haven't read it, look, it's on Valo News, I believe, and there's two parts to it. Have a read of it. I think he makes some really good points. It's it's very interesting. Uh, I I totally agree with you because it's uh it's sort of like giving the giving the new structure without thinking of the consequences behind. Yeah, and, and look, and 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 the one thing he said is, okay, if we're going to have it, let's make it right. Let, okay, fine. Let's have a relegation system, but let's make it right. That that it gives teams the opportunity to step up. It gives the teams that get demoted to to fight again in the following year. Make a make a season where 
the points only count across the races where all of the World Tour teams yeah. are. They have to be. You can't have races where teams are collecting points that you know not all World Tour teams are going to be at. And yeah. then and then a team that maybe wasn't at that race gets relegated. And they're like, it's like in football, you would have teams playing other competitions and earning points where others are. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, that, that doesn't happen, obviously. Yeah, so that's it, it is a bit crazy. Um, Let yeah. us know what you think on the couch. Mm. You, do you agree or do you not agree with uh, what we've just said? Yeah. Uh, but also, Maka, if Lotto Sudal goes down, uh, quid of our Aussies in that team because they are the two Aussies in that team. So, yeah. So, yeah. So just to digress a bit more on this. So Israel apparently are out as well. Yeah. Total energies are out. I didn't realize they were world tour. So the total energies are out. Israel are out, and Lotto. This is in about a week's time if it all stays the same. Lotto, and there might be one other team, will be guaranteed world tour starts. I believe to the uh, uh, wild card. Sorry, wild card starts to the grand tours, and I believe the monuments. Okay. Next year, so they'll be relegated, but they'll be given wild card status. Now, how will that sit with ASO? Yeah, because ASO always put in their 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 quasi their their, their French um, lesser teams, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that's why these French teams exist with say your five to ten million euro budget because ASO give them a wild card, and that's fair. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. It's I, actually true as well for Spain, uh, the, the the Burgos and so on. Caja Rural, you know, yep. they, they're here because yep. of that. And I actually agree with that. I think, hey, it's your national tour. You can choose. So then how will that sit with ASO come Tour de France time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but Israel, Israel, who won two stages at the Tour this yep. year mm-hmm. with uh, Hugo Hull and Simon Clark, they will not, they'll get, I think, uh, wild card to some of the monuments, but I don't think they'll get wild card to the Grand Tours necessarily. There's no guarantee. So... You know, it's sort of like, hang on, where yeah. does this sit? How does that work? I, I, I can see another battle between UCI <laughs> and ASO. Well, there won't be a battle. It'll be ASO saying, sorry, <laughs> you don't rule our race. Yeah. And, and we'll decide who goes in and who doesn't. Plenty of fun to talk about uh, oh, in this podcast. Oh, it's giving <laughs> us lots. I mean, who would have thought we're towards the end of the season? Yeah. And we're going to we're going to go over, run over time here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to mention now here: uh, Amanda Spratt has just rode her last race with the Australian Colors of uh, uh, Eleven Change, Years. Jaco, Eleven years. Yeah. Uh, I put a tweet out saying we will support, of course, Spratty. Oh no, whatever. she's no, nah, that's it. She's wiped now. No, 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 no. She's wiped. Spratty, if you're listening, now, nah, boom, out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what a career! What a yeah, career yeah. with an Australian team. What a support from the team as well yeah. to her. And uh, she's now flying to New Horizons for the next few years and potentially towards the end of her career. Yeah, and look, she's been our. Can I say this? I, I say I say it in the way, and I'm sure you all know. It. She's been our pin-up girl. For for um, women Australian women cyclists for years, and of course, as you say, with with the Green Edge incarnations over the years, and I think she needed. I think it's the best decisions she's made. I think she needs to spread her wings a bit yeah. and be reinvigorated. Not that she wasn't, but it's like any of you see these with athletes, whether it's on football teams, etc. And they, you know, they, they, they talk about being one player clubs uh-huh. and stuff like that. And, and one cyclist team. But I think, I think it's a really good thing for her for mm-hmm. the next the, one or two years. The team has been depleted though, in the last couple of years. Uh, you look at it. Uh, like exchange, exchange yeah. women. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's, it's lost a m- 
pretty much they made they made Adam the Van Vleuten, yeah. Gracie, Grace Brown, Gracie retired, Gracie Alvin, yeah, Amanda Spratt, yeah. yeah that's I mean, a lot, that's so there's a, lot a question of, the... of where are they at? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Where are they at? But well, look, we've seen in the last month we saw uh, quite a few of the girls being recontracted. Yeah. So surely they they've got to go after a big fish though. Yeah. They yeah. surely. I mean, I, and we... I don't want it to be a, you know. I think we can say this. It's, I mean, I'm not being critical, but they've got the men's team and they've got the women's team. Yeah. I hope they're not now sort of the women's and afterthought team. Yeah. Uh, an afterthought of, of building the structure. Because they, they've, they've done so much good work in that yeah. field, yeah. supporting the, the Australian scene of, yeah. of cycling. Uh, so, yeah, it's been interesting to see what's, uh, what's happening well, there. Well, the other side is they've got Georgia Baker who incidentally is doing the track worlds, yep. which start this Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'll mention that towards the end of the show. Um, Ruby Mag- Alex Manley. Ruby Rose McGovern. Yeah, yeah. So, look, maybe an, a, this is the new... Well, and, and, and Georgia and, and Alex, they're not new. They've, they've come from road back to track, mm-hmm. focus, big focus on the track, and then they stepped into the road this year. But maybe now this is a chance for the team to actually be a real wholesome Australian yeah. outfit, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, with Ruby. Um, another one leaving Bike Exchange in the men, Damien Housen. Yes. After nine seasons. Yeah. We don't know where he's going yet, though. Uh-huh. Or I don't. Yeah. Have you, do I, you know? No, no, I've heard nothing. Can I go through... And go on that note, can I go through the list of riders go retiring? So take a deep breath because it's actually a big year for I'll go retirement. quick. I'll go yeah. quick because <laughs> – and it's not justice to some of them because of the, the careers they've had and, yeah. and the joy they've given us. Valverde, I can see our executive producer crying, bawling. <laughs> she loves him. Vincenzo Nibali. Giovanni Visconti, I thought he'd already retired, but he's retiring finally. Phil Gilbert. One of the absolute greats. Ilio Kesa, the Belgian, who's won stage of the Grand Tours. Nicky Terpstra, monument winner. Tom Dumoulin, he's actually already retired, but... Yep. Richie Port, yep. legend. Sebastian Langeveld, who rode a stint with Bike Exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, good classics rider. Tanel Kangert, great domestique. And Mikel Nieve, Nieve. sadly, with a big crashed. Crush. Yeah. In Lombardia, did his clavicle. Yeah. What a way to bloody retire. Crush, big crush as well. Yeah, yeah, it looked nasty. Yeah. And that's that's not all of them, but yeah. that's the pretty much ones. all of the big names that mm. we know of. It's it's a... Uh, there will be no one left in the peloton next year. <laughs> I think I think young ones are coming up. <laughs> this is they are, younger. They are taking over. But they, they are definitely uh, is, it's it's a wave. You know, it, yeah, it, yeah. It goes by waves, but there are many riders are on the verge as well of retirement. On your, it's a real... It's a big shift, isn't it? Because you've still had these leftover sort of riders, you know, like in their 40s, like Valverde, who had huge battles with Simon Gerrans. Mm-hmm. You know, Simon's been retired now, what, three years? Four, three yeah. years? Four years, maybe? You know, so you've got riders that were still going on. Mikel Nieve is in that sort of age bracket as well. Tanel Kangert as well. All these guys now are finally... Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's and that you, next gen. You get the next wave of the mm. Sagans and all these guys yeah. that are, you know, a little bit on the decline. Yes. So what, where where and how do they carry on next year and and the year, and the years after and so on is going to be very interesting. Well, to, you'd think Sagan's only got one or two years left. You would think, and you know, when he when he retires, we should celebrate it wholeheartedly 100%. because he's been one of our greatest. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Any yeah. anything else on your list? I know you got a very long list. Oh, I've got some snippets. There's some couple of funny ones. Here. I'll give you this one now. This is, <laughs> I don't know if it's funny, and I, I say it in a, in a weird way. British cycling, ah uh, yeah, have just announced. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, they've just announced 
Right. For the next eight years, they are partnering with Shell uh-huh. UK. <laughs> Shell, the oil company. Yeah. How does that work? I let that drop. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not the type of person to get on my high horse, right, and preach from my, my, my steps. But you know, it's they've Ineos. Ineos is a chemicals company. Yes, it's a, yeah. That's the thing. Now they've 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 copped it. Yeah, that's already been a yeah. There's been and Grenadier is a big uh, cars as well. Like yeah, they, yeah, doing yeah. Land Rovers and stuff. And now you've got and I, look. I saw it on Twitter today. It was just announced, and the flack they're copying already. Mm-hmm. It's it's, but you know, people. We, there's this whole thing. You know, look, we've got the World Cup coming up. It's in Qatar. Yeah. It, there's been plenty of talk about this sports washing and all this, and not just about that. About all of this across. You know, where do we stop? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. does it stop? Where do we draw our line? And and I say sometimes. I said this. I'll be the devil's advocate, but yeah. Petrol is not illegal. It's sorry. Petrol is not illegal. No, it's no, part that's of right. Your life, my life. No, so. exactly. And I sort of say, well, okay, let's all go out right now and stop buying fuel. Yeah. <laughs> because when you fill your car up, and I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying it's evil, whatever. But you know, how do we sports like cycling? Let's face it, sports like cycling cannot survive sometimes if they don't go to the dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Santos Tour Down Under. Yeah, exactly. Santos yeah. has come under, mm-hmm. and I work on the Tour Down Under. I love the event. It's, an, it's a fantastic organization. But Santos has come under a lot of scrutiny in mm-hmm. recent months. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it, if, it, if it will be the Santos Tour Down Under in 2023. But, mm-hmm. you know, all where I, do we... All, all I remember, Shell, is uh, they've got a nice little blazon on the side of the Peugeot Well, but the thing the is, 70s. they're this classic, <laughs> iconic brand Jersey, yeah. that has been associated with cycling years and years ago. It's like BP. Yeah. The green BP caps, I forever wanted one. <laughs> Phil Anderson was wearing them with Panasonic. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God, I want a BP. <laughs> you know, so there's... I'm yeah. just going to leave it there. Yeah. And let, 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 and let us know what you think. Peloton, yeah. you know, have Tell your opinion. You yeah. Yeah, yeah. We leave it here for the for the catch Peloton to decide. There's so much more to, to discuss, and I think that's enough for today. Any any just very quick snippet? I think we've done everything we could well, today. To finish off, yeah, a couple of quick things. Tour of Taiwan, Ben Dival, Australian, wins it. He won the under twenty three national champs, I think back in twenty eleven. Thirty three years of age. I tell you what. There's more than one way to skin a cat yeah. to have a pro career. So just wanted a quick mention to Ben Dival. And the other thing you'd said to me, and this is just on Remco, just to finish on that, Quickstep have 20 riders out of contract. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, and it's credible. Because so it's tell insane. me he ain't going to the Tour of France <laughs> with a GC team yeah. around him next absolutely. year. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's plenty more uh, to uh, to talk about in the, the world of cycling in the, in the weeks to come. We have not finished. We are with you until the end of the calendar year and so much more next year. Thank you for tuning in to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. The trip. I think you owe me a couple of drinks on the... Oh, uh, mate, we got a, we got, we got a big catch-up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Lots to Let's, debrief. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you for joining the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. 
Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.